Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, second hour. As you can tell, we're on fire today already. That first hour, we were great. Flew by. Unbelievable. Fast, fast day, that, Jimmy. That has yeah. been. God, I love having Pat Hardy on. He is a, a good, good guest. He yeah. always knows what's happening inside yeah. the world of the Hawkeyes. Fun having him on. Good thoughts on everything. Mm-hmm. And we got another one. Different topic, though. That's fair. It's time to talk some baseball. Yeah. Chris Cotillo, a rising star in our business. He is. With SB Nation, a North Carolina uh, guy getting ready, I believe, for his senior year. Is that right, Chris? You got one more year it down is. at uh, UNC? Yeah, sadly, one more. I wish it would be 20, but, yeah. <laughs> Well, I stretch things out. Student, yeah. I stretch things out, and my bank account continues to suffer because of it because <laughs> I pay back uh, those student loans still now into my 30s. So, yeah, get out of there at four years if you can and uh, start off in the business. Uh, Chris, it's been an unbelievable night last night in baseball. You have Scooter Jeanette hitting four home runs. If you would have come up with the list, you're sitting there and you're scratching out on paper – Guys that you expect last night to hit four home runs, he had to be, if not at the bottom, one of the last 10, 12 guys you'd be coming up with on that list. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, obviously he's, a lot of people are writing today about how he's the most unlikely guy to ever accomplish something like that. And I think, you know, a guy with little power on a small market team who was in an 0 for 19 skit, I think he was. I think they kind of fits all the qualifications. For me, he's a guy who, you know, is kind of a solid player. Uh, with Milwaukee at the beginning, and, and Milwaukee is part of a rebuild. You know, we people thought he might, you know, get some good time for them this year, and obviously he didn't pan out in spring training, and they let him out on waivers with kind of a more expensive contract for a utility type guy, I think somewhere in the two to three million range. And then Cincinnati picked him up. I remember, you know, back then in spring training, just up oh, Scooter Jeanette. That's a name we know, and he moved to another team, the Reds. Like we're going to write this up. Probably not many people are going to read it on the site, and. And haven't really thought about him since then. And then last night saw on Twitter he has three and he's going for a fourth and then saw that it happened. Uh, pretty incredible. He goes five for five. His first hit was a single. All the rest were home runs. And he bats in 10 RBIs. Um, all right, so how come nobody's yelling at him? Oh, he probably is on roids. How come nobody's doing that? <laughs> uh, that will, those will be the hot takes probably for later in the week, yeah. I would guess. But uh that you need to be tested after the game and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's baseball. That's the fun thing about this. I think, you know, it gets criticized a lot for being a six-month, 162-game season where, you know, there's a lot of days where there, there there can be times where, you know, three weeks goes by and nothing interesting has happened at all. There's been mm-hmm. no interesting transactions, no interesting stat stuff. And then there can be weeks where you have a four-home run game, a no-hitter, Pujols hitting a 600th home run, the Yankees have four home runs in an inning. There, I think there's seven grand slams the other day on Saturday. Right. So, right. you know, there's just it's been it's been a good week and it really kind of you know over the summer it's good that this happens at the beginning of June because in a couple of weeks there's going to be no hockey and no basketball and really the national focus should turn to baseball and obviously it's always the concern is is it turning there and hopefully stuff like that makes people notice. Yeah, I'll be bored to death then until uh, <laughs> NFL training camp begins. Okay, uh, this one bothered me. Okay, uh, are, are you a New England guy? I am. Yep, born and raised in Mass. All right, that's why. I, that's why I thought Jerry Remy last night. Um, and this, and this is where I've been a long time play-by-play broadcaster. 
I've, mm-hmm. I've never said anything during a broadcast off color that I can remember off color or anything that was controversial like this. During one of his segments, Remy, during the Red Sox broadcast, indicates that Dominican play, well, any any foreign player, he, I don't like it if they, I don't like translators. They shouldn't have translators. They need to learn how to speak English. So now he gives a half-hearted, the uh, Red Sox put out a release apologizing. He gives a half-hearted sort of apologetic statement. Where are you in all of that? Well, I think for me, it's just, it's, it's obviously a time in our country where a lot of people are, you know, there, there's a, there's a focus on those types of things and, and, and being, you know, a lot of people negative to, to foreigners coming to this country and, and, you know, politics aside, I think obviously as a broadcaster, when you have that big forum, just stepping in any sort of gray area, anything related to that is probably a bad idea. And it was interesting if you listen to the broadcast, Dave O'Brien, you know, who's really one of the sharpest guys out there. He, mm-hmm. he calls the Red Sox games that I listen to at home, and he calls a bunch of UNC basketball games. So I, I hear him all year, year round, and I've never really heard him phased like that. It seemed like he was just kind of pausing and then trying to decide, should I ask why on this? And and should we really go down this rabbit hole? And he decided right. to, and Remy Remy decided to do it, which is which is interesting. But I think so that is bad timing on Remy's part because his comments come on the same exact day as Mike Schmidt's yesterday. Mike Schmidt, for people that didn't hear it, came out and I think he was talking about a double Herrera with the yes. Phillies, yes. saying saying you know he doesn't see him as the face of the franchise just because he would prefer an English speaker or an American or something like that being the face of a franchise or being a clubhouse leader, uh, something like that. So, you know, obviously that kind of thing was in the news, and it was just like in, a few hours later, Remy said something similar and really uh, brought up that whole issue in kind of a bigger scale. So obviously it's, it's a tough area to step into, and uh, it's it's kind of that old – it's just uh, it's part of the whole old school versus new school baseball thing, I think, is – is an underlying factor there as well. Okay, let me let me follow up. Being where I come from and being on that major stage, I've done a lot of national games. I don't care about any of that other than the fact, can that person play? Whether if I'm doing a men's game or women's game, can that person play? If he can't play, then shouldn't be on the court or on the field. If you can play, you got every right to be on the court or on the field. Nothing else matters in the grand scheme of things other than the fact, can you play? Am I like lost in space with that with that theory? No, I agree. I just think, you know, even as as a fan, it's 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 tough to to boil it down completely to that completely separate issue obviously different than ethnicity or language or anything but right, yeah. but the, the can the can you the can you play question for fans comes up when you talk about off the field discretions with legal troubles and stuff like that and and i think that's that's a tough barrier for fans but obviously you know gender and, and race and all that stuff shouldn't have any bearing and it really shouldn't be a part of the the conversation it, you know for me i think the remy thing it felt forced because it's not like it's a train of thought that Dave O'Brien was going down. It was just Jerry kind of blurting out, I don't like that, and this is why. And, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, as soon as 
as soon as that came out of his mouth, production team, people with the Red Sox kind of cringing um, as something that really, you know, it wasn't a response to a question. It just was, This is these are my thoughts, and here they are. It's not a problem. And, you know, that's the verbiage of it certainly was incredibly poor and in poor taste. But mm-hmm. we know the changing demographics of baseball, Major League Baseball, and the number of players that come from the Dominican and the Caribbean and the number of players that we see that aren't American-born. Could this turn into something that baseball, though, needs to find a way? You know, your team, the Red Sox, David Ortiz became a beloved figure. He did. Um, my favorite player on my team, the Minnesota Twins, is Miguel Sano, a guy that yeah. was drafted and signed by the Twins when he was 16 from the Dominican. You can have those kind of connections, but there is also a part when you're trying to market your players I can understand what they're saying. Maybe just the tactfulness of Schmidt, of what he was trying to say, just didn't come out right. But but it is something that baseball at least has to be thinking about, right? It's definitely always an issue. There's a big, been a big kind of diversity push over the last few years, and this is something I don't think a ton of people know about, but Tyrone Brooks, who was a rising star in the Pirates front office a few years ago, was a candidate for a bunch of general manager jobs all around baseball, and then he uh, all of a sudden get hired by the league office to kind of run diversity and uh, operations and kind of oversee that. And I think, you know, in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot more guys drafted in uh, from uh, other backgrounds, a lot of African-Americans in the first round last year and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is, which is kind of a success for the program. And that's what Rob Manfred said at last year's draft. He said, you know, when people said, what do you think about the pick so far? And the first three jokes said there's not any names he messed up on and then said he really likes that there's been a lot of diversity in the first round. And, and we have a few you know, more guys that, that are projected from different backgrounds in the draft next week as well. So I think you know, baseball obviously has a problem with marketing stars right now. That's, that's why you, know, you see that ESPN survey where the top 100 people in the most recognizable sports figures in all the world, none of them are baseball players. That is correct. And, then, and then you have – obviously a bunch of articles that have come out who's the face of baseball and you've seen you know since since Jeter and Ortiz and Aaron and some of these big stars are out of the game then there's there's been kind of that problem so there's a bunch of factors that go into it and I think you know the whole diversity argument is one of them uh, but baseball does have a ton of bright stars from all over the place and I think you're you're just seeing you know the game's going to continue to develop and diversify and and that's baseball hopefully will capitalize on marketing all of those guys i think you know uh, an example of that is pujols 600 home run like i mentioned it's mm-hmm. basically not really celebrated all that much no. and then it, it's 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 not at all related to where he comes from but i think just as he's one he's a surefire hall of famer um but at this point in his career you're looking at that former superstar people look at him as a black hole that's ruining the angels franchise just because of the contract that he's getting paid which mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. is really tough for his reputation, but that, that even wasn't celebrated. So things like that, capitalize on the moment. You know when Barry Bonds was chasing back in the day when he was chasing all these milestones, ESPN sent guy to, guys to follow him around for months. Right. This is basically right. a, a two- to five-minute clip nowadays with, with the Pujols thing. So that that's a concern for sure, And uh, but th- there's, there's a lot to address if I'm Major League Baseball. Let me just follow up then on this. Has the NBA stolen away the way things are done with their diversity in the league. For an example, uh, it's probably, what, 70%, 75% black, but you still have uh, Europeans, 
you have Manu Ginobili, when he arrived from Argentina, didn't speak great English, turned into the face of the franchise along with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, who's from France. You got the Greek freak doing magical things in Milwaukee. I mean, and they've had, look, Dirk Nowitzki is a a, a sure uh, number one ballot Hall of Famers, won a championship. And he and he used to listen to David Hasselhoff sing. How bad is that? But yet, <laughs> but yet the NBA has embraced this. I, I just I don't understand why why baseball is still lagging far behind. I think there's a part of this that comes down to the NBA just being a player driven, superstar driven league, just in the way decisions are made. Where you know these guys. LeBron has more power in the NBA than probably, you know, the commissioner and most general managers. And seriously, obviously, he has probably more power than his own head coach. Everyone kind of knows that with the way Ty Lue, you know, was hired there and, and Blatt was fired. So I think you're looking at uh, maybe Major League Baseball, and this is complete speculation on my part, but okay. maybe Major League Baseball doesn't want something where the inmates run the asylum type of thing, where these these players have, a huge say and are these big time big time superstars and again that's just speculation but i know you know the league wants to be in control of things and, and not have let the players have all the leverage where they can control everything obviously much different things where you know, there's a lot more players on a baseball roster that matter to the game numbers wise than, than nba players but i think there's a there could be a concern with upper management that the players you know are not really in their place in the league structure because in the nba it is really a players league Absolutely. and, and yep something that you've that you'd never really see in baseball and i don't think you ever will national hero bortolo cologne at least for us portly men <laughs> is off to an awful start 44 years old uh the transformation of him uh physically and now he's on the dl with a strained oblique uh, jokes aside about bortolo in the oblique is it over for the veteran that's the kind of injury where the the management team goes down to bartolo and says you know, with what's hurting today? And he said, "Well, nothing." And he said, "Well, your ERA is big enough where something's hurting because yeah. we're, we're not we're not gonna you know the, the thing with that with him is they're paying I think eight and a half something like that million this year and and they can't just designate him for assignment or release him. They have to show him the respect that veterans do deserve. But you know, I think as you mentioned, he's he's had a great career, kind of against all odds, and a lot of different things have happened. You know, he is a hero to a lot of people who just say, you know, this guy is is the most atypical athlete you'd ever imagine, and, and here he is being successful. Obviously, the steroid thing has been in there as well, a lot of facets to his career. But, but yeah, he's pitching in a, a really, really bad division with the exception of the Nationals, and he's pitching almost more poorly than anybody in baseball. And I think father time, as they say, is undefeated. So when he comes back from this to Yalston, maybe kind of in the bullpen for the rest of the year. And as the season progresses, either in the bullpen or, or probably cut, but it's tough to envision uh, him really resurfacing with another club. There's been rumors about the Mets maybe wanting to bring him back, but after the way he's pitched, it's really tough to see that. But overall, if this is the end, a great career and, and a really great legacy, I think you know him hitting a home run last year is one of those things that was, was over-covered in baseball, not – not like the Pujols thing or the no-hitter, but something that actually got a lot of attention. And that was uh, one of the most memorable moments of his career, obviously. Chris Cotill is our uh, guest, SB Nation, Major League Baseball Daily Dish on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, let's run around the uh, league a little bit. Uh, last night, New York-Boston, 
uh, normally that game is automatic on the national networks. It was on the Major League Baseball network, so I was happy about that. But generally it's picked up by either Fox or ESPN. Because of the stars that have, as you mentioned, uh, don't play for those respective teams anymore, has it uh, lacked luster now? Well, for me, that's you know a question that that has been kind of in the back of my mind for years. And you know, you're talking to someone who I was, you know, I was born in '95, so not too too long ago. And when I was growing up, the Red Sox Yankees rivalry was something that was just absolutely insane in 2003 and 2004. Obviously, I was a huge Red Sox fan at the time, and mm-hmm. not anymore as an unbiased reporter, of course. But back then, <laughs> I you appreciate know, they, that. <laughs> but back then, it was like. Those were wars. Those October games, the, the fight with Jason Veritek and A-Rod, and, yep. and the Don Zimmer fight during the postseason and those seven-game series in the ALCS, that's, I think, the greatest baseball has ever been for me. And since then, you know, you've kind of gone through periods where if the Yankees are good, the Red Sox are bad. If the Red Sox are good, the Yankees are bad. And obviously the Red Sox have won three World Series since 04, including 04, and the Yankees have won one, but kind of never really matched up. And and, you know, the only times that we've seen the rivalry really any piece of that is when Rivera and, and Jeter retire. They, they got standing ovations at Fenway, which kind of, you know, makes the rivalry a little bit lessened in my mind, but it's kind of an acknowledgement, which I think is good. But I think it has lost a lot. There just hasn't been that bad blood, even with, with some the A-Rod, Ryan Dempsey thing. People said, well, this reignited, and it really hasn't. It's just been been really tough. It's because you've seen the AL East be really good. You've seen... The Blue Jays be really good for a few years. The Orioles have been really good for a few years. The Rays made a World Series. So those teams are the ones you're fighting for, and that creates that weird situation where, all right, if you're a Yankees fan and you need the Rays to lose and, oh, they're playing in the Bronx tonight, then, okay, now you're rooting for the Yankees so you can pick up a game and stuff like that. And, and when I was little, I could tell you every single year everything would fall. Red Sox-Yankees 1-2 or 2-1, and then the – Blue Jays three, Orioles four, and the Rays five in that division. That's how it was all year. And I remember when it was like oh seven or oh eight, and things started changing where the other teams got good for the first time. I was shocked to see them kind of change up. So I think that's a big part of it. But hopefully this year, with them being first and second, and Aaron Judge and Ben Attendee, Bogart, Betts, Gary Sanchez, this new generation of stars will hopefully try to reignite that. And maybe you know they'll fight at some point. Just uh, if. Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland can throw punches. I think the Red Sox and Yankees can too, just to maybe ignite that rivalry again because it's 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 not a big rivalry at all anymore. And you've seen you know you've seen now the Blue Jays and the Rangers in the last few years. Two random teams have been much more of a rivalry than the Red Sox and Yankees just because of the bat flip and the brawl and stuff like that. And that's not the way it should be, at least from my point of view. Well, last thing from me, uh, we are five days away from the MLB Amateur Draft. It certainly doesn't have the same intrigue as the NFL or NBA, maybe even NHL to some people. But a local team here, the Twins, do have the number one pick. What are you hearing? There certainly isn't that that surefire number one that uh, is sitting there at the top of the board that is a no-brainer to take. What's the latest you're hearing about what the Twins are going to do with that top pick on Monday? Yeah, it's definitely an interesting one for them because they, they're a little bit all over the road and, and there's four or five guys that are in the mix there. I think the, the recent debate is, is always what it is with, with the number one pick. You're basically always coming down to, do you want to take, you know, this really high upside high school kid or do you want to take 
a lower ceiling but higher floor, still really good college player. You saw that a couple of years ago with the the, uh, the Diamondbacks, excuse me, getting Danzby Swanson just to trade him a couple months later in a terrible trade. But going for that guy, and I think the Twins might do a similar thing with a Vanderbilt guy of their own and Kyle Wright, a right-handed pitcher from Vandy, and, and he seems to be the guy that, in the light, latest mocks, I trust Baseball America, ESPN, and MLB.com on this the most. All three of them had right number one. I don't think it's going to be Hunter Green, who people say is the most you know high ceiling talent in the draft. I don't think he'll be number one, but there's a few other names out there. Brendan McKay, who is a two-way player from Louisville. Mackenzie Gore, a left-handed pitcher from North Carolina, a high schooler. Uh, there's a few guys in the mix, but I would say Wright is probably the favorite right now. Um, but things could change. The MLB draft, the way it works, there's a lot of factors that go into this a lot deeper than, than the other drafts. These deals are all you know, made way before the draft, almost illegally against the CBA, and, and guys who might be projected to go in the 40s could go in the top 10 to get an underslot deal so teams can reallocate those dollars elsewhere. It's a very complicated system where it doesn't go in the best orders of the first best, second best, third best. So I would say... Just to simplify it, probably right, but you never know the way things shake out. Always good, pal, when we catch up to you. I'm sure you didn't expect some of the questions that we fired at you today. You thought it was probably (laughs) going to be more on the field, but you were right on point with every question. We always appreciate your honesty. Yep, thank you, guys. You got it. See you, Chris. There you go. Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, Major League Baseball. Daily Dish. Good stuff out of him on the Draft House 50 hotline. Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting thoughts on that one. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Chris is a real smart kid, and uh, I think he's going to do some good things in this business. I always like reading his articles over at SB Nation. Uh-huh. A lot of very thoughtful and uh, and different kind of ideas, not just your your requisite, oh, standard, uh, here's a baseball game, here's what happened, right. here's a hit. Always a lot deeper. Chris does a real nice job and always enjoy having him here on the show. Well, coming up, we're going to go from baseball over to NBA. Do we finally get a game tonight, Jimmy B? John Cannon's going to join us at 140. Do we get anything? I hope so. Well, I, we're all hopeful. Yes. Will it happen? Yes. You're calling it. I'm calling it. Remember, Jim Brinson also said that the Cavs were going to win game one, that they were going to win the series. Maybe don't take what Jimmy B I has also, to say. I also here. had Nashville in the NHL playoffs. As did I. And, and I have the betting slip to prove oh, it. You, on the other hand, don't have anything like that. Well, no, I, I'm not a degenerate like you. Well, make it sound like that makes you a better person than me, Brinson. <laughs> Jimmy B at TC, we're coming right back. It's the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save. Thousands. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Get commercial grade performance in a full four year factory warranty at a price you can afford with a new Commander Zero Turn Mower. Now get special promotional pricing of $38.99 with zero down and 0% financing for up to 48 months. Now through June 30th, 2017. Call toll free 1 800 794 4992 for details about cost and terms. For complete warranty details, see Kubota.com or your authorized Kubota dealer. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I 80 on 2nd Avenue. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net.
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Halfway home here on a Wednesday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700 from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Give Wolf Construction a call today and get set up with that re-roof or just got a small leak, get a fix. Wolf Construction, the guys to call. Jimmy B, mm-hmm. got a couple things for okay, you. Okay, pal. Uh, first of all, we know you're a big tennis guy. Yes. Uh, you've been watching? I have. What'd you think? French Open. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw Djokovic get beat by, yeah. uh, by team. He's a. You uh, woke up for that thing? Or you just saw the highlights? I just saw. No, I, I saw the. Or you were the, still up for last night? I was still up. I hadn't gone to bed yet. So it was like three so, in the morning, Jim. Yeah, I know. What were you doing I'm on a, a road Tuesday, runner, man. On I'm a, a Tuesday road, night slash I'm Wednesday road, morning. Look, all there was was boring-ass baseball, so I uh, I watched tennis. So uh, You weren't up at 3 in the morning <laughs> watching tennis. I know better They were than replaying that. it on Tennis Channel. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. So you did see it. So I did see some of it, yes. Uh, and Novak Djokovic, is he's lost his mojo. So it's it's caught up to him. Uh He's he's not the clay court guy that he was. He'll play much better at Wimbledon. A lot of these guys are I call them dirt dogs because they love playing on the clay. Uh, Rafael Nadal, nobody's going to beat him again unless Team is the guy and they will play against each other in the semis. No, so I know most of those guys. I, Andy Murray, at, you know Andy Murray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Wawrinka. I know those names. Stanislaw Wawrinka. Everybody just calls him Stan. I was looking at the women's draw. Yes. I don't know who these no, ladies are. I, I really don't. I know. Uh, no Serena. She's, right. She's, she's pregnant. Svitolina? Yeah. She's a five seed. I have no yeah, idea who that yeah. chick is. Halep, I think I've seen you, the name. You've seen Halep. I, I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Right. Though. I understand. The same thing with Pliskova. Yeah. No, you're not going to know who she is. I, I've seen the name like in the scroll in the bottom. Yeah. Garcia, not Sergio. No, I don't know who. I don't know who these ladies are. And and that's just what half of the draw. It has. Here's the thing with the with the French, and it just goes to show you how bad American tennis is now. There are no stars for American tennis. Jack Jack Sock and Isner are the two top guys. Nobody knows who they are. Now, they might know Isner when he played that two-day marathon match at Wimbledon. <laughs> he won, what was it, 70 to 68 or something God, like that? It was unbelie- unbelievable. But, but that might be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, and, and even though tennis is po- it's popular in this town. You go to the courts, people are playing. It's a popular sport. It's just not a sport now where you can develop a a number one player in the world. They're, they're just, they for some reason, and I'm, I'm not sure why, because they still have those tennis academies in yeah, Florida yeah. and California and Arizona. Those academies are still there, but they're just not producing. 
American top players. Look, when the Williams sisters go away, it's over for the women. And and right now, there's no guy, American guy. Isner will do well at Wimbledon because it's the grass court and his monster serve. And he'll most likely play well at the U.S. Open at the end of August. But that's it. You got nothing. Sam Query, he was a kid that but, was supposed to be good, right? Yeah, but he, I mean, he, he had didn't... he had a couple of couple of years, and that was it. Do you know who Donald Young? That was the guy's name. That was, was that trying... was Donald Young was supposed to yeah. be the next big thing. He's twenty seven now. Yeah, wow, I know. Never happened for him too. Nice player. He's made he's made a great living on the tour. It's like golfers who always yeah. who's always finishing in the top twenty, but he's you're really, cashing checks. He's cashing checks, but yeah. you really don't know who he is. Well, I mean, for some people, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> and you can go through life making yeah. good money and and not really having have, to stand out in the crowd, right? Right, and actually, but get to for live some, life. but for some reason, and people have discussed this even as much as five years ago. Where's the next great American tennis player mm-hmm. after the Williams sisters and after who? Look how long it's been since we've had a number one player from the United States. Andy Roddick. Roddick, yeah. And and he was a disappointment overall. For over, overall, yes. Had one or two good years, and that was it. Yep. I mean, he, he was cashing checks. Same thing, yeah. And, yeah, and he'd make it to the semis mm-hmm. and then get bounced. He's still only 34. Yeah, Isn't I know. That crazy? Yeah. I mean, because these guys break through so early. Early. As youngsters, still a lot of times teenage years. It's, but yeah. It's, uh, it's changed dramatically in the United States. I mean, when you really think about it, you look at the top 50 tennis players, there aren't any Americans there. One the, major. Or, or at least or Roddick. Andy Roddick. That's it. One. U.S. Open in 03. That's, that's it. And lost the Federer four other times. Well, that was his problem. He ran into <laughs> Fed every help. time. That doesn't help. That's the problem. Uh, last thing on tennis. Yeah. As we, we gave it four minutes. Yeah, here. that's probably too much then. It might have been. It could have been, but that's okay. Do you know who the top-ranked American, men's American is right now? Because this guy... I, uh, it's probably Jack Sock. It is Jack Sock. Oh, okay. I've never heard of Jack Sock. I, yeah. s- I swear well, to everything holy, right. I have never heard of this person. I'm a sports fan. Yes, I I watch tennis from time to time. Not, I'm not. No, I know. Down. No, I've probably seen. I don't know. Maybe a combined 15 minutes, two minutes here, or there of of the tennis flipping around. Okay. But I enjoy the sport. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. Who is it? Jack Sock. He's been on the tour now for about four or five years. Uh, struggled when he first came out of college. He's ranked 15th in the world. There you go. I was going to say he's he's. I, I, there's no American in the top 10. I know that he's ranked. He's 24 years old. Yep. I've never heard never of heard. Where did he go to school? Does it say there? Doesn't. He was born in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. But okay, I, I swear I have never heard of this person. Yeah, that's him, Jack he's Sock. The, he's the top ranked American. Yeah, I think that says something pretty poorly, maybe about me, but also about the sport. Well, that's what if I, I've never I've never heard of this person. It doesn't. Remember how we talk about baseball struggling, how to promote stars and yeah. star power. Tennis has nobody. Right. So they're still promoting Roger Federer, who skipped the French because he's old yep. and he doesn't want to play on that dirt. And he'll be there for the uh, for Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. But you still have Fed. You still have Andy Murray. You you all these guys are 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 not from here. 
You still have Nadal. You still have Djokovic. You have all these players, but they're not from the States. I have no idea how tennis in the United States has fallen on such hard times from the standpoint of producing a a top world player. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's it really very is. Odd. Yeah. Very, very yeah. odd. It's just gone away. Well, we have uh, hit our requisite time okay. for tennis. That's enough. For the year, uh, we'll and, talk and about I it love again. the game. You know me. Yeah, I I, I love the too. sport. I, I've, I've always enjoyed like I've, I've played, played forever. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not good. No, it's not a good state. Right I, now. I'd love to come here and and say, hey, Serena Williams is going to be in the championship match for the French. Well, she's knocked uh, well, up. That, that's a little yeah, different. it's changed. Yeah. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, but well, uh, we're going to go from one sport in trouble, tennis, to another one that I think's in trouble. Okay, and that's the NBA. We'll see. And this domination of the Warriors, though the TV ratings are good right now. They are. I wonder. We're going to talk about John Cannon about that much more coming up on the other side. NBA Finals talk next year. Jimmy B and TC for the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Attention landowners, want to know what your farm is worth? At Iowa Land Company, our team of blue-collar land experts combine years of real estate experience with the latest marketing innovations to give you a modern real estate service unmatched in the Hawkeye State. We're a farmland real estate company, and helping connect buyers and sellers of Iowa land is our specialty. Give us a call at 641-443-2584 or visit us online at iowalandcompany.com for a free farmland evaluation. Next paint project, why settle for a new coat of paint? Try a new coat of armor. Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer at the Home Depot, starting at only $23.98 a gallon. When put to the test, Glidden Diamond stood up to 2,500 scrubs. That's a lot of soccer balls, muddy pets, and fingerprints. And that's one tough coat. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on scrubbable Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer from only $23.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, U.S. only. Napa know-how. When you buy AC Pro Refrigerant at Napa for $33.99, it comes with a pressure gauge, quick connect hose, and refrigerant to make just about any car cool again. Old cars, new cars, brown cars, even cars with hand crank windows. If it has four wheels and an air conditioner, AC Pro Refrigerant for $33.99 can make your car cool. Literally. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 6 17 Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. This week, get a $5 gift card when you spend $20 on select summer snacks like Nature Valley granola bars or Capri Sun. Get everyday low prices on everyday essentials. Target run and done. Running low on the stuff you need? 
Time for a Target run. Get Tostitos chips, dips, and salsas just $3 each. And Pamper Swaddlers diaper super packs just $24.29. Get everyday low prices on everyday essentials. Target run and done. Prices good through June 10th, 2017. Pricing and availability may vary. Restrictions may apply. 1700 KBGG backs the blue. And we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700kbgg.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700kbgg.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make a Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, it's always fun when we get uh, John Cannon on the show. Uh, he covered the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, uh, for a number of years. And then he moved to Des Moines. So uh, he comes on the program to brag about the Golden State Warriors. In fact, he sent out a mass text last night or early this morning. And he said, next year, the Warriors will be 77 and 5. I think that's I think that that's what it was. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, John. Hi, Jim. Is that did I read that correctly? Seventy seven yeah. and five? Yeah, I think that's what it's gonna to come to. And you know something? I don't think it's gonna be like last year where they really had to stress the last couple of months. Now obviously injuries, you know, could change the whole the whole thing. I gotta throw that disclaimer in there, but because last year's injury to Iguadala in the second half of the season, while they still won most of the games he was out it really became a high-wire act every game. And Curry started to play you know, 38 to 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes. And who knows what an impact that had when they got to the playoffs and he started getting hurt all the time. Um, so I don't think it'll be like that, though. Again, barring, barring injuries, what really made me think of this was I was listening to Kerr talk about Curry and Durant, and people were saying, well, how, you know, why are they playing so well right now? And he said, it just takes time. You've got to play with somebody for a while. You can't just plug two guys onto the court and, and have it work immediately. And that made me think about the beginning of last year when they went 24-0, and and people were asking what's going on, and, and Kerr and Luke Walton you know, were saying they've all played together. I mean, it was almost exactly the same team 
from 15 to 16. They lost David Lee, I think, was the only significant player that they did not have back, and by the end of it, he wasn't that significant. So when you look at this year, they added Durant, and they added Pachulia, so two starters, and then West, McCaw, and, well, there's four out of their first nine guys who are new, and McCaw's a rookie. Next year, and this is, again, assuming that Durant does what he said he's going to do, take less money so they can bring back Iguodala, they can bring back Livingston, Mm -hmm. they'll have all nine of those guys back, and none of them will be new. It's a scary proposition. It is scary. It is, yeah. John, last year was fun. It was enjoyable. You got Steph out there firing up threes. It was a team that was built up like we talked about before. You're an organization building a team the right way. This, to me, though, is not fun. And it, it comes down to Kevin Durant going from a team that won 73 games, was a play away from winning their second straight championship, and then joining up the team. It's not fun to me as a basketball fan. And I think there's going to be a lot more people that start to go that way. As enjoyable as Golden State was before, they're not anymore. Not because they're not incredible, because they are. But right. it just seems like the system is rigged. And in the end, I feel like this is going to be a bad thing for the NBA. Well, it certainly could be, Trent. And I think in the short term, it will be. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, and as we talked about last week, the question will be, can the other teams figure out how to, A, draft better? And, and because I thought Durant's comments when people were talking to him about parity, and he's saying, I, I didn't blow all those draft picks in Brooklyn. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the teams, you know, there are a lot of, of really mediocre general managers out there running teams. And a lot of people that are afraid also, they'll, they'll draft the hot guy because they're afraid not to, but he's not the right guy. And I think whoever takes Lonzo ball, will find that out this year. Mm-hmm. If it's in the, if he's in the first 10 picks, I think that that's going to be a disaster. If, if he somehow falls to the second half of the first round and somebody gets him, all right, well, that, you can work with that. And that's where the Warriors' picks have been, is from 7 down to 11 in the second round. And, and, so, and, and McCaw, you know, McCaw was, was a second rounder, and they love him. So there are guys to be had in the draft who, could, who are good guys and can play. And I think one of the big things, and Jimmy, you've been following this league for a long time, there are a few guys who have come out of high school or one year in college and, and become a star pretty quickly in the NBA, but there are a lot of other guys who never have done it. They just have not been able to get to get on track because they're trying to grow up emotionally and physically mm-hmm. and learn the game all at the same time. It's too hard. I agree. I agree with you 100% on that. And it, it, it never fails to boggle my mind about all these guys who listen to their boys Say, oh, dude, you're the best. You should be in the NBA. You should be in the association. You need to be in the league. And then they don't even get a sniff. And it's, uh, you you know, you just, you, you feel bad for them where they might have gotten a lot better if they stayed in college. But, right. Trent, but Trent and I had a discussion earlier about electronic media and social media and the way everything has changed and how it can be so dramatic immediately, and that's what people respond to these days, and I think that influences a lot of young minds, and that's why they make that decision, John, and then they, and then they end up getting hosed. 
Well, right, and it, it affects everything, guys. When you think about the Warriors, people think, oh, wow, they really emerged on the scene suddenly. Well, no, they didn't, really. No. I mean, they almost beat the Clippers the year before. Yes. And, and uh, the courage that the Warriors had to fire Mark Jackson, I, I think, is it has to go down as one of the greatest moves in history. They had gone as far as they could with Mark Jackson. He was He's not a good guy. He was not a good guy in the organization. People hated him in the organization. He, he coached scared. He didn't let any of his assistants do interviews because he's afraid they'd start getting the credit. I mean, he's everything that Kerr is not. But he was a hell of a defensive coach. And I don't know if you guys heard, but Kerr gave him credit again yesterday. They tried to talk to Kerr about defense, and, and what did you do to make this such a good defensive team? Because I think it was somebody that had covered the league a long time and said, boy, the Warriors were always terrible defensively. What did you do? And he said, I didn't do a thing. Mark Jackson did that. Yeah. When I got here, it was done. They were top five defense the, the couple of years before I got here, and, I, and, and so we didn't touch the defense. We just worked on the offense. We started Because they were the worst passing team in the NBA under Jackson. They were total ISO team. And he flipped that around got them moving the ball, got them moving players, and, and now they're unstoppable, but they're still playing Jackson's defense. I mean, Rod Adams is a great defensive coach, don't get me wrong, and he has helped individual players. That's the thing you can really see with the Warriors, is guys like Azili, he was useless. And then Kerr got there with Ron Adams, and suddenly he's a player. And now he leaves the Warriors, and now he's hurt, so we can't tell yet. But my guess is he's going to be useless again. I think, you know, guys who have never been that great. Pachulia, you know, he really contributed, even in this playoffs, which people didn't think he would. Bill Simmons is on the record. Pachulia won't even be on the court in this series. Well, he had the first basket for the Warriors. He had several important plays with energy, tipping, keeping balls alive in the first quarter of that first game where, where Cleveland was playing well. They needed, they needed him. And they're getting stuff out of guys that you, if somebody else drafted McCaw, would he be as good this year? I don't know. I, I kind of doubt it. Mm-hmm. So you, you, they really, they really have good coaches, and that's what teams need to develop their coaches so they can develop their players. And then you don't have to draft the best, best, best guy coming out of college. Draft a good guy who wants to work hard. Teach him how to play. Well, John, we know that uh, the the bit parts of mm-hmm. a team always play much better. It seems at home. The J.R. Smiths of the world, the Cavs need that. Those kind of guys step Kyle up. Kyle Korver of the world. Yep, and, and then on the other side, the guys that we saw from the Warriors side probably take a step back uh, when they go on the road here. Still, even with that gap in the expectations, you called for a sweep here. Any shot at all? I, do you think this thing is over as quickly as you said from the get-go? Or could you see the Cavs being competitive and at least having a shot tonight? If the Warriors... Play, if they combine the two things that they've done wrong in the first two games, if they miss a bunch of easy shots and they turn it over 20 times, and the Cavs play out of their minds, they can win a game. It's not impossible. I mean, they're NBA players. But here's the thing with Corver. I don't care what gym Corver is playing in. If he's shooting from eight feet behind the three-point line, which is where he shot a lot in this series, yeah. he's not going to make those shots. You know, he... He's not getting good looks. The Warriors defend the three-point line better than any other team in the NBA, and that affects J.R. Smith, too. J.R. Smith likes to shoot him from the corner. Well, you can't get far enough away in the corner to get away from the guys who are guarding that shot. I mean, I'm watching Draymond Green, like, right up on a guy in the corner. Now, he's usually playing at the top of the key. How did he get to the corner? I don't know, but he's making that three-point shot impossible. So that's the challenge. Can they move the ball fast enough, Cleveland, mm-hmm. to 
keep ahead, one step ahead of the Warrior rotations and get good shots. If they can do that and they play out of their minds on defense, yeah, they can win a game. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if a gun was to my head, I would be saying that the Warriors are going to win this one. They're, they're so locked in defensively. You're so right on that, John. It's, it's incredible to watch. Jim, you got one more for John before we roll? Yes. Uh, real quickly, so does Golden State then win again tonight, or do the Cavs find a way to get this one? The Warriors win tonight. Warriors win Friday. Um, Goodbye. It's, go it's home. It's 16-0. and 0. It's, it's a coronation. And then, like I said, the top nine guys all come back next year, yeah. and none of them are new. And and it's going to be I, – I understand what you mean, Trent. And I, I said to you guys, the day they signed Durant, as a, as a lifelong Warrior fan, it's different. It changed it. The day they signed him, I understand why they did. <laughs> now everybody understands why they yeah. did. I understand why he wanted to go. And I've said to you a million times, he went knowing a championship was certainly a possibility, but he went because they play basketball like he wants to play it. And he was tired of playing with Russell Westbrook, who it's all about who gets the credit, it's all about who scores the points, it's all about who gets the money. And, and he was tired of that. He wanted to play a, a better style of basketball, and he wanted to live in the Bay Area. The guy did eight years in Oklahoma City. Give me a break. He got a chance to move to, to San Francisco. So all those things being understandable, it still is not the plucky, homegrown warrior team that I was pulling for in 16 and, and to a large extent in 17. It's not the same. Excuse me, in 15 and 16. It's, it's not the same. So I get it, but I'm, I just wanted to be the first one to tell you that, that I think that 24-0 and 0 will be in jeopardy unless they like just lose one out of the shoot just to take the fun out of it. Um, I think they're going to be very, very difficult to beat next year, game in and game out. Guys, you know the last game they lost with their top four players was before the All-Star break. That's incredible. That's incredible, Uh, John. All right, with that little nugget, we say goodbye to you, and we will uh, be watching tonight. Let's. Let's talk Thursday. Yeah. All right. If you guys have time, I know your show is often, often booked, but Thursday or Friday, Friday's fine too, before we'll, game four. We'll call, we'll call Let's you. do this again. We'll call you. Okay. All right. All right. See I'm you. enjoying it a lot. You got Thanks, it. Guys. There Bye-bye. you go. John Cannon on the NBA and the game tonight in Cleveland. Coming right back, the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. 
3643 and online wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. The better you drive, the more you save. Bears and bats, they live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save. With Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See HomeDepot.com for details. Offer ends June 7th. His eyes darted between the blue wire and then the red wire. Back to the blue, back to the red. A bead of sweat dropped from his brow to his hand, which grasped a pair of pliers. He took a deep breath, steadied himself, and cut both with one swift squeeze of his tool. (coughs) The boy screamed as the doctor pried the braces from his teeth. If this 20-second performance made you feel something, imagine what an entire Audible book can do. Visit audible.com to start your free 30-day trial. 1700 KBGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon yeah. stamp of approval. I smell it. not scratch it, sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. Victoria on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines. 